This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, lemonade stands and other financial endeavors of kids. Plus, Biz gets medieval on your ass, Teresa prepares for school, and we talk to Josh Hamilton from the movie 8th Grade. Woo! Boo! Teresa! Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. It's the calm before the storm. <laughs> Tomorrow's the first day of school for Gracie. Yeah, I. it's weird. It's that thing where I've been like stressing out about it for weeks, yeah. and now that it's here, I feel super relaxed. Nice. Because it's like finally happening. You yeah. Know? We're going to go by. We got special permission to go by today, the day before school starts, to meet the teacher and see the classroom. Good. Kind of get off That's on the so right genius, foot. Teresa. Yes. That is so good. Thank you. It was That's not gr- my idea. Still. But yeah. It's I, I'm going to give you full credit. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And she's kind of, Gracie's a little bit looking forward to going back to school and a little bit excited, which actually is kind of worse for me (laughs) because I'm so afraid of like how she's going to be crushed, (laughs) crushed down. But on the other hand, that's a very cynical way of looking Mm -hmm. at things. And who knows? Maybe we're just going to get off on the right foot this time. Sometimes I think we have to go in with like worst case scenario in our brain Uh so that we can really bask when it works when out it works great, out. we can yeah, recognize yeah. the positives better. Sure. Sure? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, I, yeah, just think of me. We are, and I am going yes. to send all the thoughts. Thank you. And I will be the voice of, I bet it goes great. Thank you, Biz. I appreciate that. You're welcome. But feel free to let me know if it doesn't. <laughs> Will do. Uh, How are you? Well, Katie Bell turned nine. Oh, my God. A few days ago. Nine. Nine. Two things to put this in perspective. One, when we started this show, Uh she was not nine. No. She was like three three and a half, half, four, like right there in that window. Yeah. Which somehow puts a weird age on the show for me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, oh my God, we've been doing this till she's nine? That's how it felt when Gracie turned seven to me. I was like, I can't believe, like, you guys have been with us. I know. Since our kids were babies, literally. Like, maybe we're sharing too much. I know. (laughs) I know. It's really crazy. Okay. The other way my brain worked was she's nine. We are at the halfway point till she leaves home. Ooh. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Huh. 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 Halfway point. Yeah. Till she doesn't need us anymore. Maybe. <laughs> Aren't they saying that that's getting, that's changing now? Like, a lot of kids are home now till they're, like, 24. For, no, it's okay. When she she'll goes, be going. she'll be going. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, very weird. Nine. Yeah. We're so close yeah. to preteen. Totally. It's her last year as a single digit age. Yeah. Anyway. I thought you were going to say it's her last year as a single, single lady. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get my dowry together. I will say, uh, what better way to celebrate nine than to take her 
and a few of her friends to medieval times. Oh, my God. Including the torture museum. Oh, my God. <laughs> Happy nice birthday. Yeah. This is a mask they put on women who shared opinions. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and like a chorus of girls being like, just for having opinions? Yes. <laughs> and they were like, that's awful. And I was like, that's right, sisters. <laughs> So you're welcome, That's all the parents. Amazing. You know, what was so funny was the kids were all like, yeah, let's go. But you know who also really wanted to come? All the moms. Mm, I'm sure <laughs> they like, did. Yeah. Me and some mom friends and the kids, whole row, screaming for, you know, blood on the battlefield, yeah. eating with our hands, yelling and screaming. I got to drive Katie Bell and two other girls. And I just want to say that one of my skills is being able to drive three young ladies mm-hmm. with who have the ability to project oh, their yes. voices. Oh, yes. All they wanted to do was yell things out the windows at people, which I was like kind of okay with and kind of not. But it was so funny to see what the <laughs> initial thing they each wanted to yell. Yeah. One wanted to yell out, hey, do you want to buy some monkey insurance? Uh-huh. And then the other, who I've known since preschool, uh-huh. and I've always thought of as a very sweet, quiet uh-huh. child, I don't know why, liked yelling out, see you later, suckers! <laughs> <laughs> like, roll up the window! Anyway, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And I did think at one point, Stefan could never do this. This uh-huh. is not his thing. It would have stressed him oh, out. Oh, it would have stressed him out so uh-huh. much. And speaking of stress, I have to give myself a shout out. The meds made this so much better. Oh, if, yeah. Had I not been on the meds, yeah. medieval times would have made me angry within five minutes of arriving. Oh, wow. <laughs> like the noise and the chaos yeah. and the haunting yards. Yeah. Instead, I was like, oh, this is how other parents actually feel when wow. they go places with their kids. That's kind of fun. Oh, man. It was crazy. Anyway, That's so, so cool, Viz. It was. I was like, oh, this is enjoying going places. Oh, my God. And taking my kids places. This was supposed to be fun, Th- and it is. And it was. That's so cool. It was. It was oh, very cool. Thank you. And I was very smart for not taking Ellis. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It would have yes. been a different scenario. Yes. Anyway, so we had a really nice weekend for her birthday. She had a very nice birthday. We are very excited. Yeah. Her school does not start for another three weeks. Oh, my God. So okay. there's still summer. Speaking of summer, I think that ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is a pastime of summer, and that is lemonade stands and other financial endeavors of children. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Lemonade stands. Yeah. think we should start there. Yeah. But before we do... Uh-huh. Because it's still summer. Yeah. Katie Bell is here. And I thought we could ask her some questions about lemonade stands. That always sounds like a good idea to me. I think so. So Katie Bell has joined us in the booth to talk about lemonade stands and other financial endeavors. Katie Bell, my first question to you is, have you ever done a lemonade stand? Yes, I have. How'd it go? It went great. Uh... Not that many people bought our lemonade, <laughs> but uh, we earned some money doing it. Yeah? 
Me and my friend Maya, we did it together. Yeah. Why did you want to do a lemonade stand? To earn money. Yeah? Do you think, like, did you come up with the idea of lemonade stand on your own, or had you heard about it? Like, how did you know lemonade stand is something to do? Well, I've read lots of books that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, lemonade stands are the most common form of children trying to earn money. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> Why did you want to do a lemonade stand? To earn some money. For what? I don't know, just to have, I guess. <laughs> That's and true. get presents for like, birthdays, yeah. stuff, I guess. Okay. Uh, have there been other financial endeavors that you have undertaken, that you've wanted to do to try and make money? Well, here's one that I didn't exactly want to do, but I make money doing it. Uh-huh. Um, every day on a month. Every Wednesday, uh, after school or when I come home or something, I have to pull in trash cans when I come home from doing whatever I was doing. That's right. She earns money by pulling in all three of our trash cans. That's awesome. Every Wednesday. And they're That's huge. super helpful. They're yeah. huge. She does them. She's been doing that for about two years. Do you like? Do you notice on Wednesday that they're there and go like, "Oh, I got to go do my job," or eh. does somebody remind you? Eh, no, Mama reminds me. Okay. <laughs> I do them for my mom. Gives me a dollar at the end of the week for them. Awesome. Yep. Sometimes, um, mom was thinking she's gonna give me like one or two more chores, and she's gonna give me a. Slight raise in my allowance, $1.75. That's right. So mm-hmm. she would go from a dollar a week to $1.75, depending on the chore selection. Mm-hmm. So another way to make money is, yeah, doing jobs around the house. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried, have you ever thought of things you might want to also sell to people or friends or anything like that? Well, yeah. When I went to, like, um, when I went to like Michigan... Yeah. There, um, in Lake Michigan, there are a lot of really good skipping stones. Mm. In Pasadena, it's hard to come by skipping stones because we are not by the coast. Right. So I was thinking maybe I could collect a lot and sell them, but I haven't done that yet. <laughs> mm. That's sure a good idea. That. I'd be into that. Yeah. How much would you sell the skipping stones for? I don't for? know, like a dollar or something, yeah. depending on how thin they are. Yeah. See, how- that's cool. reasonable. That's that is, a good. That is how you price things. I feel like that's a really. It's a reasonable price. Reasonable Thank you. price. Yeah. Thank you, Katie Bell. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well. Yeah. You've heard it from the mouths of babes. Mm-hmm. Though not a babe anymore. Mm-hmm. From the mouth of a nine-year-old, almost eighteen-year-old, almost abandoning her mother. Those were her thoughts on this. Now, as adult, do you have? Let me just ask you. Do you, as a kid, did you have? Businesses that you tried to run? So, as a kid, we definitely did lemonade stands. Yeah. Kind of throughout my childhood. I can remember doing lemonade stands at a variety of different locations. Like, I remember the house we lived in until I was seven. I remember having a lemonade stand there. So, I must have started at six or seven. Yeah. I remember having a lemonade stand at a couple other houses that we lived in. I also remember... Once when I was playing at my cousin's house during the summer, we wanted to have a lemonade stand and my cousin's mom had the genius idea of setting up our stand on the bike path, which oh, was right nearby. Like, we, like her, they had a quiet, sleepy neighborhood, yeah. but a really busy bike path with like joggers and runners and cyclists. And we had our 
lemonade stand set up there and I remember selling a lot of lemonade but then all, like really yeah and then I remember also people just being like I don't run with money like I yeah. don't carry money and so oh. we ended up like giving away a lot and people said they would like come back come back us. yeah <laughs> But yeah, I remember doing that. It was super fun. It was like such a yeah. treat. Like I remember asking, probably asking my mom to help us do it. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it was a special treat when she would say yes. Yes. I also remember having a few lemonade stands. I don't remember having a lot. I think I maybe had like two or three Okay, mm-hmm. lemonade stands. My sister and her friend from down the street came up with a business model where they would remove people's Christmas trees, like drag their trees oh. to that. And they were called the Walking Talking Wonders. And they had a little song and they'd march around the neighborhood going, Walking Talking Wonders. Whoa. Walking Talking Wonders. We save Christmas trees. And I can't remember the rest of it. But that ended up in like some sort of weird fight where they shoved each other into a pile of Christmas trees and were pretty miserable. But business partnerships, early early lesson. But my memory, like my last memory of a lemonade stand Mm -hmm. was saying I wanted to do a lemonade stand and my father trying to make me, uh, would only let me do it if I would like figure out all the math and how it was definitely a profit losing business (laughs) which was like because once you buy two things of country time lemonade Uh and if you sell it how much do you have to sell to make up Uh for the cost and i was like oh my god i just want to sit outside sell some lemonade i don't care about though the investment costs that doesn't affect my profit intake yeah right which takes me to us all being adults now yeah and how like, now I look at it, and I'm like, I definitely want my kids to do, like, lemonade stands. Yeah. But, yeah, it is a loss-based You know what, business. though? I disagree. Oh. Like, I, I mean, because, like, we used to, we would never buy the lemonade. We would buy, like, the frozen cans oh. and make it with the frozen cans. Yeah. And those are cheap. cheap. They and are cheap. They're really cheap. Yeah. And then... We would sell it for 25 cents a cup, but it would be like a little Dixie cup. Yeah. It would be a tiny amount. And so if you actually that probably sold, does. you know, 10 cups of lemonade, yeah. you totally made money. You're, you, you were cost-cutting early yeah. on yeah. so that you could make a larger profit. I guess. Yeah, that's very smart. The first time Katie Bell wanted to do a lemonade stand, I remember being like, yeah, yeah, lemonade stand. And then I realized she was just actually too young yeah. to like really do it. Yeah. And that it was going to fall to me. She was like in first grade, but yeah. it's Katie Bell and she wants to do it all on right. her own. Yeah. But I'm like, so it becomes like that weird thing where we both see the world differently totally. and are trying to work together where yeah. she wants to do it. But I'm like, none of none of that equals a lemonade stand. Like, right. where are you going to get a table? Are you going to have a sign? Right. You're gonna advertise your business. Yeah. Where are you getting the cups? Yeah. Right. Like I just I become my father. Right. Oh, thanks, Papa. On some level. And it's like, you know, it it, it creates a stressful environment of are you making the sign? Do you want me to make the sign? Right. And also it really just is more work because you actually yeah. gotta kind of be out there a little bit. They drink most of the lemonade. Right. In our scenario, most of the lemonade was uh drunk by the the two Katie Bell and her friend. So yeah. So, yeah. So now, have either of your kids asked to do a lemonade stand yet? So we're I feel just like, starting. Yeah. I can see Grace. Can see Grace. I know. Yeah. So she just started kind of wanting to do that. And we live on a 
dead yeah. street. I mean, like we live next to a dirt road, so yeah. like we get almost no foot traffic, right, or car traffic, yeah. or, or anything. When we were recently up in the mountains with some friends of ours, Gracie and the older girl from the other family, like, decided to have a little sale of their artwork. Yes. And so they were doing that. But that was also similarly, like, amusing because it was in the mountains yeah. and there was no one. Yeah. So it was just us coming, taking turns, <laughs> coming down to the little stand. Yeah. And yeah, how much art and, and lemonade yeah, have you bought? It got a little oh, yeah. ridiculous. And right. then, um, <laughs> And then th- we agreed, like, oh, when we go back to L.A., sometime we'll we'll give you guys a chance to, like, do a real yeah. stand in, like, a real place. And so she's been asking for that all summer. And, of course, we haven't gotten it together oh. to actually do it. Yeah. So, but instead, she's doing other things around the house. This is just happening in the last 24 hours. She's selling confetti. Yeah. Which is hilarious because... <laughs> First of all, she's selling three pieces at a time. Oh. So you get three tiny pieces of <laughs> confetti for 10 cents. Oh. She, actually, she started at something higher. And I was like, like $20. It was like a lot. It was like a few dollars. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. And she wants to do it because she wants to make money to buy gum because she uh-huh. and Oscar are really into gum right really now. Really into so gum. She keeps like, I keep occasionally buying three bits of confetti yeah. from her for 10 cents. And she'll be like, Oscar, I'm getting money for us to buy gum. And then like, I guess she wasn't making money fast enough. So she set up two different donation baskets <laughs> in the house that just have signs that say like, donate here, please donate your money. And I'm like, what is the donation for? And she's like, uh, gum. Gum. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's just say, I would say that Katie Bell has gone through, I'm going to, she's going to sell rocks. She yeah. constantly has the selling of things she doesn't want anymore. Yeah. She wanted to sell, like, out in the real world, she wanted to sell some, like, art mm-hmm. that, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't sell, like, that's part of this, like, right. I, the, what I struggle with, yeah. because I'm a monster, is sometimes I'm like, the things that kids want to sell. Right. Aren't things yes. to sell? Yes, and I think it's it's sort of like the like having the lemonade stand at your house where you know no one's going to come. Yeah, I feel like what prevents me from like saying yeah, let's grab it and go is that I know no one's going to buy it right. because no one's coming. Yeah, like there's no one's going to walk by your art sale. Right, we don't have foot traffic on our street either. Yeah. we're the only street without speed bumps, so everybody flies. Down our street. No one's going slow enough to see a stand. Yeah. You know, and so, like, there is something about the product, product quality, that I'm like, I don't want to go through all this effort of you setting this up and then you being super disappointed that, like, no one comes. Yeah. You know, like, I already have, I already am a massive investor in Ellis and Katie Bell endeavors. I know. The other thing. Would you ever take them somewhere to like really do it like on, like up the street on like a busier Like would you do? I feel like no. For one thing, it's too hot. It's to so hot here. There. Yeah. And there's really no other place in yeah. the setup that we have in our neighborhood yeah. to do it. Yeah. Right? That's not infringing on somebody else's property. Right. And you know, the, thinking about this led me to this thought of like when I was growing up, you know, we had a pretty traditional style neighborhood, cul-de-sac at the end. You know, it was the 70s and 80s. We knew all the neighbors enough that you could roam free uh-huh. in the streets. 
there were certainly a number of houses you'd go up and knock on the door. And it wasn't, there was no one's house that we weren't allowed to go knock on the door. Mm. There were some houses of people we didn't want to go knock on their doors, mm-hmm. but that was something we were able to figure out on our own as kids. Yeah. And yeah. I remember going like on a scavenger hunt with my sister, knocking on a neighbor's door and asking for a bra. I mean, it was like wow. that kind of like yeah. silliness, sure. not a big deal, yeah, whatever. So it just was set up for like having a lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. But our neighborhood is not set up like that. Like I, it's not really a traditional neighborhood. It's like a side street. Again, no speed bumps. People use it to get from one main drag to another. I know my neighbors on left and right and across enough to let Katie Bill go knock on their door by themselves. But we just don't have... It's just not a place where I'm like, yeah, let's go set up five blocks down, right? right. Like, yeah. it made me. And think, that's also a weird feeling too, right? Yeah, to like, like set up not in front of your not house. Like, in front if you're of just your house, in another yeah. part of the neighborhood, you're a little bit like, yeah, I don't know this part of the neighborhood very yeah, well. Yeah, I like, don't know this yeah. very well. And so, like, it's there was like that making me think, is this this can't be like all neighborhoods in America? I'm sure no, people. It's not. It, this yeah. is very like LA ish yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but it led me to think. 30 years ago, would it have been different on the street? Yeah. Like, is it that social media, like the fact that we're more connected than ever, but mm-hmm. we're connected like online. Yeah. It, ha- are we, I'd be interested to know what it's like in other people's neighborhoods. You and I were talking about yeah. it, but like, if a car stopped in front of my house and talked to my yeah. child, I'd be like, no one does that. Right. Right? Like, yeah. no one. We don't expect people to come knock on our door. <laughs> and when they do, we're like, what? Someone's what? at the door? <laughs> what? What is it? Is it? Is there Don't an emergency? The door, like, I, what? I haven't received a text message. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, the idea of like knocking on somebody's door. I don't even know if I would say, Katie Bell, if you're in danger, go knock on somebody's yeah. door. Is that like advice you give people anymore? Well, we, um, Gracie and I were walking the other day in South Pasadena and we found this like ring on the ground yeah. right outside somebody's house. And it was really pretty. And she's like, can I keep it? And I was like, Meh. it's like right outside these people's house. I, I don't think so. And I, I said, let's go do what we need to do. If we come back and it's still here, maybe we'll knock on yeah. the door or something like that. And we came back and, you know, it was still there. And we went and I and I like I was like, should we even do this? But then I was like, yeah, they live yeah. Like, on a pretty major street. Yeah. Like, what a, what's the worst? You know, they can yeah, what's the worst? Right. So we went and knocked. And of course, like no one answered. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, this is so weird. Like, is this even okay to, to do? Knock to, like, knock on people's door anymore? Yeah. I know. So, like, when Katie Bell wants to go, like, sell stuff, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know how to direct you on this. Because yeah. it was something I easily could have done. And suddenly I'm like, do people answer their doors? Yeah. Because so much of people who do knock now or call you, somebody calling me, yeah. is because... It's sales or it's you're not 100 yeah. percent sure if it's a real thing. Yeah. Because we're not even talking about all the sales you have to do in school. Right. Right. Or yeah. scouts or right. whatever. This is purely kid yeah. endeavor. Yeah. Or like if Katie Bell wants to make something like cookies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't think we can go door to door and sell people food. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's OK anymore. Yeah. It's such a oh, weird environment so weird. for them. Yeah. And it's just not something I ever thought about. I just thought, yeah, sure. My kids will go run around and sell stuff. I know. And I also... Uh, just, but maybe they will. Like, maybe if you live somewhere. Yeah, maybe if totally we live somewhere else. It could totally just be your street. Right. You know, like, yeah. there are... All neighborhoods are, are different. different. Yeah. 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 So it's just different. Just, by the way, it makes me think about how, like, before I had kids, 
Jesse and I were so good about like anytime we yeah. saw a lemonade stand, yeah. we would like pull over real quick, no matter what we were doing, yeah. and just be like, well, obviously we're going to buy lemonade from these kids. Like, yeah. they're doing such a great job. This is so fun. You yeah. Know? And we always would. Always. Yes. And now, like, ever since having kids, I don't think I've ever Ever stopped because I'm just like, oh, I can't right now. I I don't have a change. I am. It's so awful. Because, like, when Katie Bell had that stand, I was like, I cannot believe people are not stopping. And I think I even shared on the show that, like, this one car drives by, these two, like, you know, to me, they're kids now, but they're clearly, like, young adult guys. You know, the music's pumping out of their car. It's, like, super souped-out car. Yeah. And they're, like, so loud, the music. And they pass us and then stop at the corner. Uh I'm, like, watching from the porch. I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? And, like, the guy, one of the guys gets out, walks down, just gives them $20 and goes back and gets in the car. Oh, my God. And I thought... That is a kid who made a promise to himself. Wow. That if he ever saw kids selling lemonade, yeah. he would put, you know. Well, somebody <laughs> who needs to launder some money really quick. <laughs> oh, well, he got nothing back in return. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought that was like the nicest thing yeah, ever. That's super cute. I know. Yeah. Well, I have no wrap up on this except as a parent, I find the whole thing exhausting, it is. which is slightly disappointing yep. because I used to love doing it as a kid. Yep. And I don't want to crush my children's dreams of money making. I've I've got to believe this might be a lie I'm telling myself, but I've got to believe that even though like Katie Bell's nine and everything, like I I feel like I feel like the actual age to be good at this is like twelve. I agree. Like we, like the reason we're having a hard time with it <laughs> is because that we have to do it. Very, yeah. we're at a very like primitive level. Oh of, yeah. Like, like we are basically we're either we are basically running the operation yes. for them or we are pretending to be the customers of the operation right. or actually being the customers or both in some cases. Right. And that's There's, just a lot. It's yeah. just like a big burden. The whole thing is never gonna meet their expectations right. and anything that they should do to, you know, adjust the scenario to yeah. make it they can't come up with on their own right. yet. Right. Right. Yes. So maybe we should just tell our children you yeah. can't do it. Anything until you're 12. (laughs) (sighs) Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Audible. Audiobooks are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, road tripping, enjoying downtime outdoors, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like my sister's book, American Housewife. Audible members get a credit every month, good for any audiobook in their store, regardless of price, and unused credits roll over to the next month didn't like your audiobook, you can exchange it. No questions asked. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash badmother or text badmother to 500-500 to get started. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. 
Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I think this counts as a genius. Jesse and I celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary. Oh, boom. Um, Yeah, last week. And, um... Yeah, it's just a, it's just a That's good. good feeling. And then we went last <laughs> night. We went to um, the Hollywood Bowl and saw Randy Newman, which was uh, super fun yeah. and like a much needed date night and break. Oh, yeah, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm feeling happy about my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, that is very good. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. That's a it's a lot of work. It is. It is. Yeah. So good job. Thank you. You're welcome. So. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when Katie Bell, you know, we discovered she had the double ear infection. By the way, she's got swimmer's ear now. It's a different type of ear infection. Poor Katie Bell. Swimmer's ear? I had yeah. forgotten all about swimmer's Me too. ear. Anyway, we're going to throw her right back in the pool in like two more days. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take her to the doctor mm-hmm. and I was smart enough to remember her and Ellis's medical release forms that all schools in California require, you know, that you take and have a doctor sign Mm -hmm. and get a copy of their vaccines, Uh which I always never take in and forget. I took them with me to the doctor's appointment. I remembered and then left them right when I checked in. So when we were done, they were ready to take. That's Awesome! It, well, I was, I mean, I was so overjoyed yeah. that I had remembered you saved yourself to do it. so much time, so many trips back and yeah. forth. I really felt like nine years in, I figured Finally. it out. Yes. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm calling with a genius. Uh, a while back on the show, I think there was a genius about suddenly realizing that you're an adult and you can have as many pair of scissors in your house and put them wherever you want so that it's convenient for you. I also grew up in a house where there was one pair of scissors. <laughs> and um, anyway, so recently I've always been, you know, hauling my iPhone cord to charge it <laughs> and to be able to, you know, use it because um, battery life sucks. Um, but I haul it back and forth from work to the car to <laughs> my home to just anywhere I needed to go, and um, I'm always forgetting it, or um, it's breaking. I really need a better design on those. (laughs) And uh, a few weeks ago, I thought, fuck it, you know, I can own as many goddamn iPhone cords as I want. (laughs) And now there is one in my car, and one in my office, and one in my bedroom, and one in my kitchen. And it's so much easier, and I get just this smug satisfaction <laughs> every time I plug my phone in now. So um, I am, you know, just very proud of myself. Next up, fingernail clippers, only one pair. Why the hell is that? You guys are doing a great job, and so am I. Thanks. Bye. This is so good. I know, right? It's so true. It is. It's it's the same with, uh, I, I did a few years ago, boxes of Kleenex. Yeah. 
Like, I just grew up in a house where, like, there, there, was, was, one, nev- there was never, never. Kleenex. Yeah. Or once in a while, there was a box that you had to go find. <laughs> Somebody must be really sick so, yeah. if it came into the house. Exactly. And, like, I just, like, always need it yeah. for whatever. And so there's one in every room. My house has a box of Kleenex. It's not like you're using it no. faster. Yeah. It's just more available to you. Yes. It yeah. is so, there is something <laughs> magical about, like, freeing ourselves of the punishment of only having one of something yeah. that you need multiple times. Yeah. In different places. In different places. Yes. So good. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So I was just making quesadillas for my kids evening, end of a long day, just totally spaced out, made the whole quesadilla, realized when I was serving it that I just had never put cheese in it. Ah. Huh. I just heated up some tortillas. Some two tortillas on top of each other <laughs> with some butter on a pan. Mm, yep. Bread dinner. You yeah. Oh special. my god. Yep. I love it. Yeah, thanks. Very good. So Katie Bell's teachers sent her a list of questions for her to answer and send back in so they could get to know her. And they're really fun questions. And the first one was like, what did you read this summer? What do you like reading? And she wanted to answer a lot of books. And then I ruined everything. This definitely uh, helped by us like trying to get her to like give more detail, mm-hmm. right? Like, we want you to give more detail. They need to know, like, what you're reading, not just books. You can't just yeah, say science fiction. Yeah. You need to say X, Y, and Z so they can find yeah. out, like, how- what you're reading, what you like. And then this just, like, she just kind of broke down yeah. and she became super stressed. Yeah. And after that, I was like, I am really sorry. You answer <laughs> this however you want. <laughs> you know, your father and I just think you're amazing and want you to be able to communicate that to me. That's that's on us. That's not like you should just answer it however you want. And, you know, so then after that, it was like, what's your favorite, you know, bird? And she actually wound up getting more specific as she went. Uh-huh. I just didn't push her. But, like, I felt bad. I was like, uh-huh. I still have not nailed this, like, how to help her. Yeah. Am I helping her Without too soon pressuring. with stuff? Yeah. Like, that she just shouldn't even be yeah. concerned about yet. Yeah. So... Great. 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 Enjoy your overachieving parents, Katie Bell. <laughs> Hi, one bad mother. This is Jen calling in with a fail. Actually, a fail in progress. So last night, I didn't sleep a lot because my nine-month-old decided it was time to party. And this morning, in my rush out the door, I thought I took my allergy pill, but it turns out I took one of my sleeping pills. It's now 1 o'clock on Monday, and I'm at work, and I am fighting Tuesday sitting up. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. I've had, like, four cups of coffee. It's not helping. Not sure if I should just go home or crawl under my desk and take a nap. But uh, I need to label my medication better, I guess. Uh, thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Whoa. That's brutal. That's brutal just and brutal. so possible. It's totally possible. It's a thing that happens. I love how it's 
like on top of yeah. the normal tired of you didn't sleep that much yeah. the night yeah. before, which is already enough to Debilitating. make you. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a result, then, now you've got double, yeah. you have natural needs to go to sleep yeah. plus a medicated sleep yeah. enhancer. And oh my God. And you're, your you didn't take your allergy yeah. medicine, so your allergies are probably going off. I am oh so God. sorry. That's like so from bad. a movie. Yeah. I hell. see that happening yes. in a movie oh, yes. or TV show. Oh, totally. Oh, my gosh. You are doing an awful job. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But just bravo. Yeah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bombas. No matter what you're striving for, Bombas socks are perfectly engineered to keep you comfortable. And we love these socks. They're so great. They have a honeycomb arch support system, cushioned footbed, Y-stitched heel, which totally stays on your heel. Yeah. And they're made of super soft cotton. They're the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. We really feel that way. We actually really do legitimately feel that way. (laughs) My son is in Bombas all the time, never slipping. Yeah. And I am wearing them all the time. Yep. Enjoying them on my feet. One Bad Mother listeners get 20% off their first order. Go to bombas.com slash badmother. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash badmother, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Bombas.com slash badmother, and use the code badmother. Let's call someone today. Hey, today we are calling Josh Hamilton, who is a prolific actor for television, film, and theater. He can soon be seen in Blaze, written and directed by Ethan Hawke. His other film works include Manchester by the Sea, Dark Skies, J. Edgar Margaret, Francis Ha, Kicking and Screaming, and Away We Go. On television, Hamilton can be seen in the series Sweet Bitter, 13 Reasons Why, and Grace Point, among others. He is in the new film, Eighth Grade, in which he plays Mark, the supportive father, to Kayla, who is in her last week of eighth grade. Welcome, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, the, what an intro. I, wow. well, I know. You, everybody sounds so good when they're all written mm. out. Before we get into eighth grade, I want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? My In my house, there's myself and my wife and... Uh, my 11-year-old son and my 5-year-old daughter and our dog, Winnie. <laughs> so 11 and 5. How, yeah. Can I just, uh, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's going, it's, 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 uh, I mean, it's going, it's going really well. We, it's, it's, you know, it's summertime and so everyone is, it, it, it tends to get in each other's nerves even more than usual because they're spending all this free time together. <laughs> um, so there's like it's like the best of times and the worst of times, sort of how I feel about the summer, you know, because we have these great experiences, but then they, I think they, they should only spend so much time together each day before yeah. they just want to, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a rip limit. each other's hair out. Yeah, yeah. there's a limit for yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into to eighth grade. So, oh my God, this movie is a beautiful and yet painful reminder <laughs> of how difficult. That time of my life was. Yeah. And 
a horrible foreshadowing of how ill-prepared I think I am uh, for handling it when my kids reach that age. So it focuses on Kayla and her last week of eighth grade and really connects with the anxiety of that age as well as social media. And yet none of those things are necessarily like None of it's bad. It's not like one of those things where you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Something horrible. No, it's just. It is a little nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking because we're trained (laughs) to think something horrible is going to. But like it really is just just because everything feels so high stakes. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, it's high stakes. That's a that's a great way to put it. So I want to talk a little bit about your character playing her dad. What what was that like? What 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 went into that for you? Because you don't have an eighth grader yet. Not yet, yeah, not yet. It's coming, um, but you know, I can with some some wild leaves of <laughs> yeah. imagination, I can I can project forward a couple of years. Um, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, the hardest thing though is being a, he's a single a single dad. Yeah. Which is not you know, it's not something you see so often in in, in the movies. You know, you more often see single moms. Uh, you know, in stories that are told, and so there was something really interesting about it. Sure, made me appreciate. Um, not being a single dad, although you know I have friends who were raised by single dads, and, and they have really fascinating relationships with them. And for me, I just thought, you know, it, it's never really talked about what happened to, to their mom. Yeah. And you know, we talked about it off off camera, but in the film, it, it's it's such a subjective film from from Kayla's point of view, and you know, it just be, because the mother didn't come up really in these last days of eighth grade. It's not something that. Uh, Bo Burnham, the director, really sort of wanted. He didn't. He didn't want to have an aside where it's all sort of explained. It's just, you know, it's she just didn't. The mother didn't happen to come up in those five days that yeah. the film takes place in. And uh, you know, to me, the character seems like someone who, who really made a real choice to be there for his daughter above all else. You know, I, I don't know exactly what happened with the wife, but maybe he felt a little guilty about. Or you know, or, or you know that he said he might have just made a decision to like you know what I'm going to put her first and foremost, try to be the best dad I can, yeah. give her a you know a stable a stable home life, and even then you know I mean he's a good guy, he's a good father, he's trying his best, and even then you know there's just the inevitable disconnects and you know saying the wrong thing and and doing the wrong thing that every parent does you know even if they have the best intentions it's just it's it's a difficult time to really keep lines of communication open with your kids and and to not you know feel like you're messing up all the time yeah i actually want to i want to just talk about that because i mean like even not even as it applies to the movie but like i it always makes me wonder like how much age skews my memories right like i mm. think i can relate pretty much to what I have memories of all the awkwardness of that whole time. But are they accurate memories anymore? Or are they, am I only picking like the worst of those memories, which is where I kind (laughs) of go with it, as opposed to anything positive, which is, I mean, everybody has their, we get to pick and choose our memories. But I, I wonder, once we become adults, do we lose our connection with that time? Or can we actually relate, but our kids just don't see us as people? Oh, yeah, that's what I think. I don't think we lose a connection. I think, I think you know, I think maturity is a phase and adolescence is forever. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I think this movie is, is people are responding to it so strongly is that I think that you know, it was a large part of, of everyone, no matter what age, that still feels like a, you know, uh, a cripplingly shy 13-year-old girl, yeah. <laughs> you know, or boy, yeah. or... Yeah, and so I don't think it's I don't think it's that we can't relate. I just think that 
I just think that they're, you know, whatever age they're at, it's just very difficult for them to to let us help, you know. I mean, it's they're sort of at that age where they almost need to like pull away sometimes and 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 just figure it out themselves or that's I think it's just an inherent part of that age as being the sort of the the self obsession or this you know the self consciousness that sort of makes it hard to break through. But memories are weird. I mean, because memories, there's no sense, you, know, you said, you, you said, are, are memories accurate? Yeah. But I, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about memories is that that the more you remember them, the less accurate they become. Yes. You know, because you're, you're, right. sort of, you're remembering memories of memories, and you know, is that saying that if you if you if you didn't remember any if you didn't remember an event and then you remembered it for the first time like 20 years later, it would be a more accurate memory than if you'd kept remembering it because um. every time you remember it, it sort of becomes more and more distant from what actually experienced. Not to get all, you know, metaphysical or, yeah. but that, but that's how, or that's how, that's how memory works is like, it, it could becomes more and more twisted, right? Oh yeah. Well, I was thinking when I was, uh, Teresa and I talk a lot about pre-kid opinions on things. <laughs> yeah, night, oh, of course. Who oh, we were, yeah. how we thought things were going to work out and how they have. Ha ha. <laughs> and I have this great fantasy of like having teens one day. My kids are uh, nine and four. And oh, yeah, yeah. Teresa's are all under seven and under. And I keep thinking, oh, I can't wait for teens. Slam a door in my face. And I, <laughs> I cannot wait. I but I was thinking, when I was thinking about watching the movie and, and talking to you and talking about these things, I was thinking, my memories, if you ask me about eighth grade or even any of that time, my memory goes first to what was happening to me. And then I had to really force myself to think, what was yeah. my relationship with my parents during that time? Was I talking to them? Were they trying right. to connect? And I have, I don't really, rem- I don't remember it being awful, but like, I really never think about that. And now as a parent, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this on the other side of it now? Oh, when I think about how rude I was yeah. to, my, to, my, to my mom when yeah. I was that age, I mean, uh, yeah, but I think that is I think that is just part of the age. It is your, you remember what happened to you because that's it's a time in your life where you're very focused on yeah. yourself, and that that sort of means that you're going to be less connected to what's yeah. going on around you. I know. Yeah, but I also am terrified of, of adolescence, um, mostly because I know all the things I did. Yeah. If my kids God. do, you know, if they do a quarter of those yeah. things, it's I, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. I think about like so the- you have the you have the same age difference as my kid, like about six years. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the idea of, I mean, I have done some things. And I, yeah, <laughs> I have, I have wandered no, places I, <laughs> I should not have wandered. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, no, I, okay. I want to ask you if there was anything when you were making the movie and working on it that scared you as an actual parent? Like, was there something in the script that you were like, she does what? And I'm okay? Or the anxiety mm-hmm. or the social media, which, by the way, the social media, I just want to, for people who haven't seen it, it's not even mentioned, like, as a big, no one comments on it in the movie. It's not like you're like, and yeah. you, you, in fact, it's not mentioned in the movie that you even go watch her YouTube channel. So, right. I, so I guess, was there anything for you as, as a real, as Josh, that was like, uh <laughs> Well, I mean, just the, the the social media in general. I mean, I know I'm an old, you know, I'm I'm just old enough so that I never I I, I talk to people who are even just a little bit younger than me, and they sort of feel like they need to be on it yeah. to sort of feel connected to the world, and and you know, especially if they're single and they need to. 
And, um, and I, I just, I've never been drawn to it, but that's just more my, I didn't, I never made a big stand against it. I'm just sort of lazy. Like the idea of, of having to check more things or respond to more things than I already do is just, it's never appealed to me. And that's what I love about the film, actually, that yeah. it doesn't, it's, it, it, it's not dogmatic about like the, oh, the internet is bad or social media yeah. is bad. I mean, it's just, it's just trying to examine it as a fact of how people are living now. Yeah. And, you know, Bo Burnham says, you know, he said that, you know, anyone who sort of says definitively that, you know, comes down really like that we know what it's doing to us. No one knows yet. You yeah. know, it's, it, 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 it's all we can do, especially as artists or anybody, is just sort of be aware of it and examine it and try to be just wrestle with how it's happening. But there's no there's no point in saying like it's all bad or it's all it's great. It's it's just it's just we're not going to know for a long time how it's really changing us and affecting us. Well, so, um, yeah. So was there anything that you were like? But I. <laughs> well, but I mean, I mean, sure. This, there's a you know there's a scene you know there's a scene where. She, Kayla goes out and starts hang- and hangs out with some older kids. Yeah, and there's a, there's a very disturbing scene that's not nothing really bad happens, but you know it's just a kind of normal yeah. situation that you know normal. Or, or hopefully, it's getting less and less normal as people become more aware in this time. I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like in terms of adolescence and having kids, I I, I feel like it's there's so much more awareness being talked about, even just in the last couple of years yeah. in terms of the Me Too movement and respecting and, and consent. And I, I, I certainly am glad that that's happening now and that, you know, whatever trickles down into kids as they're younger. I mean, do you, so you have a, wait, how old are you? So my daughter, uh, my daughter is nine? just turned nine and my son is, is, four. Uh, is four. So, I mean, do you think, do you think people who are 13, do you think the, those scenes, because my son is 11 and I, I'm sort of, I, I kind of want him to see the movie, but I actually don't think he, he, I don't think, I think it'll upset him too much. First of all, I'm not altogether sure he knows what a, a blowjob is. Can right. I say that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this show. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, and I, but also it's just that that scene with the, with the, the 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 older teenager and Kayla. I think I think that would just be so ups- like I think that in a way I want him to see it because I want him to see how it affects her. Yeah. Even though even this kid was just sort of you know it's you could say oh he's not doing anything so terrible but it, it's really upsetting to her and that's yeah. and that's why you know that's why I love that scene. It's played so beautifully. Yeah. But no, I love it, it because. You know, for all those things where things, people go like, oh, that's no big deal. Nothing really happened. You think it is a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal for her. And, um, and, uh, and I just, I'm, I'm really glad. That's one of the many reasons why I'm glad this movie was made. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be, you know, I'm not, I mean, we talk at great length with both, you know, kids about boundaries and respect and consent and yeah. things like that. I think it's not something, yeah, I, I, this is not what I'm showing her eighth grade. But... <laughs> Like, I'm like, we'll no. probably show that a little later. A little uh, later, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to ask you this question because we could probably go off on this question a little bit. If your children or when your children have YouTube channels or whatever the equivalent of it will be, uh-huh. when they are online, will you watch it? Will you check it out? Or does it... Oh, of course. Yeah! <laughs> Good. Good answer. Yeah. I know. I feel yeah. like I would, too. I feel like I would... Like, my mother and father listen to this show, and I'm, you know going to be 45 in a few months, you know, and I'm still just like, well, I guess you're going to have to hear it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Here it is. 
So it's, Oh, no. I, yeah. I would definitely want to know. I mean, unless they blocked me from it. Can, can you block viewers? I don't even know how it works. I have no idea. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm going to rely on my, my husband who's like, I'm like, you go do the social media stuff. Yeah. Let me yeah. know. Uh, I can just already picture Katie Bell coming up with this <laughs> thing where you think you're watching her I YouTube know. channel, but it's just something she yes. set up just for you. And she's she going to really outsmart me. I know. Channel. Otherwise, she's like, yeah, you know, bring you together serious? a rebellion somewhere. Yeah. She figures things out. She's a, they're both, they're both way smarter than me. I'm wow. like, uh oh. Well, Josh. Thank you so much for joining us. I, the movie really is remarkable, and I, I you know, oh, I'm as so a, glad you liked it. Yeah, and as a parent and as a person, I think it was. I feel like I was at the right place to watch it, where I'm not like already surrounded by eighth graders. It's more of like yeah. a fantasy, but like it, it bridges a nice place for me. Of I'm not having to deal with this yet, but I yeah. remember all of this. Yeah. And I, I it's not going to help me per se, but it's good that I remember. <laughs> well, it did feel that way doing it. It yeah. felt like a it felt like a a, a run through like a, a run through yeah. a dress rehearsal for for when my kids are, you know, cuz I mean, it's really any day now. Yeah. You know, I feel like my son is just in this last little window where yeah. he still, you know, will hold my hand walking down the street and yeah. and um and hasn't really you know discovered girls yet or, or you know he's just more interested in in video games and and books and yeah and um and i i'm just i'm i'm so aware that it's such a fleeting window and oh. um <laughs> i know and also in terms of being you know in terms of feeling like you still remember it because bo burnham really wanted to he, he he talked about wanting to make this movie while he was still because he's only 26 he's 27 know, now crazy. and he wanted to make it while he still you know felt in touch and could remember it, so you, to, to avoid, you know, the nostalgia that someone yeah. who, you know, any, you know, someone who's older, as soon as you know, you get the older you get, I feel like you can look back on childhood with more and more nostalgia. And he wanted to make it while the anxiety of that still felt really immediate to him, and he's still connected to it. Well, it's so that I, feeling uh, of like yeah. surviving when you're in it. When you're that age, it's unsurvivable. It feels like, and there is something oh, about yeah. like the more and more removed you are, you're on the other side, and you may remember that it was unsurvivable, but it's like everything else. You can warn people about things, tell people about things that you've experienced, but until they experience it, they're never going to really believe you on some level. Yeah. Oh, that's the right word. But you know what I mean? Like it is yeah, that that's a that's a real thing. I yeah. anyway. So no, it, I think that's why it's important that yeah. people that kids I mean it's unfortunate it's rated R but yeah. I, I feel like kids that age should be because I, I mean, if only to feel like, oh, so I'm not alone. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the only person feeling those things. Exactly. Because that's that's you know that's the whole reason we tell stories is that everyone can be like, oh my god, someone else feels that way too. Yeah. And uh, I think this does that so beautifully. So it I, does. I think. You know, but I mean, I'm sure, you know, kids are pretty savvy these days. They'll also yeah. have a way to see it. <laughs> I know. Kid probably, probably already all pirated it. anyway. Yeah, so I, I know, know. exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, oh, my pleasure. Everybody should go check out the, you know, eighth grade. It's not one of those things where i got to link people up to it. Go to your movie theater and see it. Um, yeah. uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> nice talking to you guys. All right. <laughs> nice talking to okay. you. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.
Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, scholar, journalist, and DJ. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. I'm a music supervisor. We host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Join us as we discover forgotten classics. I think that Boots Riley is one of, if not the most underrated MCs in the history of hip-hop. Reminisce about our faves. I was always feeling like a little bit of a tourist when I would listen to like Big Daddy Kane. And suddenly when De La Soul came out, it was like, hey, you can dance and be goofy and have fun and love hip-hop and you don't have to pretend to be anybody but yourself. And of course, talk nonstop about his purple majesty, Prince. Having your idol listen to your music, it's life-changing. It's the thing you want from your parents, so to speak, or that you didn't have. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. Hey, have you checked out the Max Fun Store recently? If you head to maxfunstore.com now, you'll see a bunch of cool new stuff in there, along with your old favorites. We've got a colorful retro-inspired bubble shirt, plus stickers, buttons, and a poster. Reading Glasses fans will love their new library book-inspired shirt. And if you're a fan of beef, check back Friday for the debut of our Beef and Dairy Network merch. We've got all that and more from a ton of MaxFun shows. There's even a Rocket Logo skateboard deck there. So go click around, see what we've got in stock, and buy yourself something fun at MaxFunStore.com. We are back from breaks. Oh my gosh. He was so nice to talk to. Yes. And... uh, yeah, yeah, this guys go check out the movie if you have a chance. I know with kids it's hard to go see movies. But it really is exactly what we said. It's it's so honest and well done and beautiful and I I don't know, it just is it's a nice movie and I'm terrified. <laughs> I feel like a topic for one of these days should be our memories. Um, I think we did an episode on memories, but in a different way. Like I'm thinking about with those preteen and teen years. um, I remember at the time, like my parents telling me stuff they remembered from that time and how little it resonated with me. Like how I liked hearing those stories, but I also just felt like that wasn't real at all like yeah. the only thing that was real was what I was going through I know. um which the only other time I've felt that way is having a new baby oh, yeah like it's kind of like such when people a tell you about the experiences yeah. and, you're and like, then you're like okay sure yeah. but the one the real one is this yeah like, this is the <laughs> what's happening to me is more real yeah. you know and yeah. yeah well I also I feel like yeah, I think that'd be an interesting thing to talk about without me, like, me having to, like, really wrestle with how little control I'm going to have over it. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to plan my way out of yeah. helping my kids through their adolescence. Right. Yeah. That sucks. Well, <laughs> you might like it. I, mean, I might. You can let go because you kind of are forced to let go in some ways, right? Never let go. <laughs> Pledge like a talon from a... Eagle digging into my children Until forever. Until your nails fall out. Until my nails fall out and they rip them out of my hands <laughs> as they try to fly away at 18, which is only nine years from now. Speaking of things that we enjoy, <laughs> let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. This is a rant. 
about food. My kids are away for the week, and I thought that I was going to have a nice, relaxing week. But guess what? I'm totally not because I keep finding little things that my kids have, like, gotten all sneaky and gotten into who knows when, whether it's when I'm in the bathroom or taking a shower or trying to sleep. Who knows? Anyway, so I'm finding empty cans of LaCroix and empty pudding cups that are hidden inside of other things and snuck into the recycling, you know, that kind of fun stuff. So instead of enjoying my week off, I'm spending my entire week cleaning and reorganizing my house and getting all the junk food out and, you know, that sort of thing. This is how angry I am after, like, three hours, even. Like, this isn't even new. I'm just... <sighs> days of just finding shit. Anyway, you're doing a really great job, and clearly I'm really not. <laughs> um, so, thanks for the show. And I hope you're having a better day than I am. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you ate all that junk food. Yeah. That you, when you were clean, if by cleaning it out, you mean while your children are gone, you eat all those eat fucking all pudding cups like, and eat it so all. Take pictures. Oh my gosh. Take pictures of you eating the food and then put that in places where they hide their food. It's just you eating their the junk food. I'm eating your pudding. I'm drinking your LaCroix. You are doing. An amazing job. Yeah, you're doing a great job. I also like that she doesn't mention how old her kids are. I so know. I'm like, I love them. I'm like, are they like three? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then my question is like, where did they go for a week? I know. <laughs> How'd you get a week away? How'd you get yeah. away? I, uh, any yeah. age, uh, this vision yeah. is something. Yeah. I just think you're doing great. You're doing such a good job. And you know, yeah. you're just doing it. You're doing I'm it. imagining how great it's going to feel yeah. when it's all, well, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping you're going to feel yeah. great. Because, I mean, I know. you're just doing it. You're doing <laughs> it. They did it, and now you're doing it. That's right. And they did it, it just... and now you are. <laughs> That's another new parenting <laughs> motto right there. Well, I hope you got some time to enjoy yeah. something, mm -hmm. be it pudding cups or whatever yeah. it is that At you like. At least seethe with your feet up. Yeah. Yeah. You can see, you can Netflix binge and seethe. And seethe. Multitask. Multitask. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yeah, you are. You are. Everybody, what did we learn today? We learned that lemonade stands are a lot of work until your children are old enough to do them for themselves. But I will say, one of the things I, I think about when I think about these things with, for example, Katie Bell and Ellis, you know, Ellis wants to do a water stand, you know, like outside. And I just have not let him do it at all, which is kind of horrible. But a lot of it is really a chance for creative expression mm -hmm. that they even want to try it. And I should really swallow my glass of lemonade, as it were, uh -huh. and let them do it, yeah. and, you know, and, and just not 
assume the absolute yeah. worst. And that like it doesn't have to be perfect. No, it doesn't. And sometimes have to... people do want to buy a weird art thing. Yeah. You sometimes they might want to buy a weird art thing. Yeah. And also maybe they won't be disappointed or maybe a little disappointment is okay in yes. how they develop. Yes. So agreed. Two scoops of sugar for me, please, <laughs> in my $2 glass of Dixie Cup <laughs> lemonade. We also learned that adolescence is just around the corner, and that's beautiful and terrifying. <laughs> oh, my God. She's nine. Holy shit. And You're doing a really good job. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. Uh, <laughs> everybody, you are doing an amazing job. Yeah, you are. Especially you guys with your adolescent yeah. children right now. Yes. All the praise. And respect. All the praise and respect. Everybody, you're doing it. School's back in session, or maybe it's not yet. Each day brings something new. <laughs> Teresa, you are doing a great job. I am looking forward to hearing how School goes for grace. Thanks, Biz. You are also doing a really, really great job. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.